Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG sitting in with the man of the hour, Tower Power, too sweet to ever be sour, Delante. What up, what up? What's going on? Just decided to jump in and give you a little bit of our thoughts on a few things that are going on in the sports world. Uh, We're going to start off. With something we touched on um, the other night on DC Sports Rundown, <laughs> we, we, we we touched on it, but now we're going to get in-depth with it. And that's Cam Newton signing with the Patriots. Um, Delonte, I know this kind of, for your household, a little harder, but I said it Thursday night. I'll say it again tonight. I didn't see it happening. I didn't see it taking it this long. I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't see it taking this long. I I think what happened was, um, I, for one, I was shocked, but um, I feel as though the signing made sense. Uh, the reason being was because the guy who they currently have as the starter, what's his name? It uh, starts with an S. Uh, Stitt? Give me one second, I got you. Go ahead, I'll look it up. All right. Well, I, well, the guy that they have currently in place as the he's the pencil, not you know ink, but he's the pencil starter. Um, I didn't think there was any like solidified confidence in him going into the season and if he can lead the lead the Patriots to um, a decent season. Uh, and I, I say decent because that's you know with. Brady and Grunt gone. That's about as good as it gets. Now, uh, I will say this: their defense is still beyond formidable. Formidable, but uh, uh, yeah, that that quarterback situation, ooh, that was murky. So I think to bring in not only a proven quarterback but a a, a league MVP, um, that 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 was actually a clutch signing. That actually might be probably. Top five, one of the best offseason uh, acquisitions uh, made. I think, Cam, well, Cam, he can come in, you know, if he can, you know, show and prove. He can get that starting job. Uh, looking at it, uh, the the quarterback you were talking about is Jared Steeham. Yeah, Steeham. I know it started with they, us. They also have Brian Hoyer. Yeah, um, career back up. Yeah, he's that's this is not the same guy. Uh, when he was with Cleveland, mm-hmm. it was, yeah, it was Cleveland. I thought he was going to be pretty good, and I think what happened was he got hurt. I think that's what it was. He got hurt in Cleveland. To, no, was that him or was that Dirk Anderson? But it was him, Dirk Anderson. I think he filled in for Dirk Anderson in okay. Cleveland. Now, I thought he was actually going to do something pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that's who it was. It was, it was Hoyer because the same night he tore his ACL against the Buffalo Bills. Um, EJ Emanuel tore his. They tore him more, uh, on successive drives. I think EJ Emanuel tore his first, and the next drive, Hoyer tore his sliding out of bounds. And I was like, daggone it. I just knew he was going to be a good quarterback for Cleveland. 
but he's he's not beating out Cam. They got Jamal Smith. Uh, this cat is a is he a rookie? Uh, uh, yep, he's a rookie out of Louisiana Tech, and Brian Lewerke. Mm-hmm. And I believe he's a rookie out of Michigan State. So yeah, Cam. All Cam got to do is show up and do Cam things. He's you know he's in good shape. He's been working. I mean, he showed the videos of him working. But think about this: When's the last time Cam had a solidified running game? Yeah, you're right. Now he has Brandon Bolden, Rex Burkhead, uh, Sony Michelle. And James White, just to name a few in that running back core. Uh, you still got Julian Edelman, Marquise as receivers, um, Hamas Sanu. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think you know only thing that was really missing was a solidified quarterback for New England. So I think I think it's a damn good signing. Only problem I have is. It took too long to get it done. Yeah, I agree. And me and BJ talked about, and I'll tell you the same exact thing. If if Cam was of a, of a different color, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have took so long. You can't oh, yeah. deny oh. talent. You you can't deny talent. Now the contract he signed. Uh. 500,000 guaranteed, which is a slap in the face, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, a million dollar contract, but uh, he 700,000 in per game incentives, up to $5.75 million. And his contract could be worth $7 million at the end of it. Sounds good, but that's something you give a fifth year player that a team let go and you're not sure if they can stand up to the rigors of NFL play, but they're good and they're on the cusp, but you don't, you want to make sure it's not a flash in the pan. It's a show me deal. And that's what I feel that they gave Cam. And I think that's a slap in the face to give him a show me deal. Yeah, I agree. I agree. My bad. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. I think, yeah, like he, He's already proven himself. I think the only only thing that's kind of derailed, you know, his situation over the past few seasons has been the injuries. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's little nicks and bruises, but I've heard stories about Cam that I like I for a long time I didn't think he was human. I thought he was, you know, in the Bo Jackson. I don't I I'm 38 years old and I still don't think Bo Jackson's human. Because the yeah. things that he did on a football field and a baseball diamond, I swear he's not human. Right. I heard Brian Arakpo say he got free against Carolina one time. And he hit Cam. He said, I hit him. Most quarterbacks crumble under that. He said Cam looked over his shoulder, stood up straight, and just threw a dart. He said it's like hitting an oak tree. I've never heard a defensive player whether it be a lineman or a linebacker, say they hit a quarterback and felt like hitting an oak tree. I've never heard nobody describe a quarterback like that. Yeah, that's 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 uh 
that's that's quite a, a compliment, to be honest. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. And this is just me spitballing here. All right. Looking at uh the staff. Who's running the offense? Um, Josh McDaniels. All right. Yep. Now McDaniels is <laughs> he he's been with the Patriots for quite some time. He was y'all head coach out in Denver. Uh if, if Lou, not Lou. mistaken. <laughs> but didn't he coach Tebow? Didn't he draft what no, he didn't draft Tebow, but he coached he Tebow. He 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 drafted him. He drafted him. He traded he traded into in back into the first round. I'm I'm trying to think if I can remember because we got Demarius Thomas the first round. He was at twenty four. Then he draft he came I see he traded back <clears throat> into the first round to grab T Boy twenty six. And people were like, What? That wasn't even a, a mad move. That was like a techno a techmo bowl move. But uh, I'm I'm gonna say this, and this is another thing that I was told not to say out in public, but I gotta say it. Y'all mm-hmm. drafting Tim Tim Tebow, it worked out because when he started, he struggled a little bit, but he, he was a damn good, good quarterback because he won y'all a playoff game that he shouldn't have won. And just maybe, maybe, just maybe, if Denver would have nurtured Tebow that following season under Manning, mm-hmm. he would have been a better uh NFL quarterback. And then maybe he would have been your heir apparent when Peyton decided to hang it up. Just thought. That was, I mean, I, that was the intent. That was the intent. Now, now Elway, he, he made no bones. He wasn't the biggest fan of Tebow. And then Tebow, his style was Run first, run second, throw third. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and Elway, you know, he's he he has a, a traditional QB mindset, which is throw first, throw second, then run. You know, but but Elway was one of the best scrambling quarterbacks in NFL history. Yeah. He wasn't pretty with it, but for a guy with only one ACL, he could damn sure move. Right, and 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 that was the 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 confusing thing. Like, dude, like, yeah, it's kind of kind of like an RC moron. Like, like Tebow. Like, the, the thing with Tebow was his will. It was he had a a heck of a will to win. Like, you know, what I'm saying that, and of course, he was you know very religious, which of course bothered some folks for some odd reason. Um, you know, a, a man could be. So religious, and you know, he put so much faith in, in, into God. You know, he he took that demeanor onto the football field. But um, yeah, I, 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 as far as like you know the the Peyton and and Tebow thing, like you know that was the must. Like okay, we, we got Peyton, so you know let's uh, let him groom. You know, kind of help Tebow. Tebow can learn. He's going he's going to be sitting for a few years, but he can learn. And then, you know, when Peyton's finished, then Tebow can come back and he'll be a complete quarterback. But, oh, way he just had other plans. He just wasn't patient. Now, to tie it all into what we're talking about, McDaniels. Can McDaniels cater his offense and tailor-make it to uh, fit Cam? 
where you can say, okay, Cam, let's see what you like, what you like, what you, what's your strengths, what's your weaknesses. All right, let me put it out here like this. And he make him a, I can't even say a better version of Tebow because he's already a better version of Tebow. But he makes him into that MVP caliber quarterback that Cam can be. Um, I think he can. I think he can. Like, if you you know, if you look at uh, then again, I mean, he wasn't there in the beginning of Brady's career, but he he did help. You know, he he played a part, and, and Brady, you know, as, as he gotten old, you know, as he as he aged, you know, still be an effective quarterback over the years, and even an MVP caliber quarterback. So. I think uh, Josh McDaniels, he, he can come in and, and really help take Cam's game to the next level. I mean, Cam, he, he has all the tools, you know. I'm going to say this. Uh, McDaniels has been there for all six Super Bowls. Every year he's been in New England, they've won a Super Bowl. How about that? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, with that being said, you got uh, not saying that Cam's in the category of uh, Brady because Brady is a is a precision pocket passer. You know, Brady does. You don't see Brady outside the pocket too often. But Cam gives you that dynamic of moving out of the pocket. Or if you change it to zone blocking and have the pocket move with him, I don't, I don't know. That could be something just absolutely vicious. I, I'm, I'm scared, and I know BJ probably going to be a little shaky if we have a season this year because he's going to have to deal with that twice a year. Yeah, yeah, it's just... Uh, BJ, man. But, I mean, you know, just speaking as a fan, we, we the Broncos, we, we play them. We will see them. I'll actually be live at that game uh, in Boston because I'll be visiting uh, the family that weekend. So I'll be there to see it up close and personal. Well, you already know my request. I, I need uh... – yeah. I need video, pictures, everything on gotcha. location. You know, pre pre game show, post game show. You know, yeah, I'm. You know, I'm already, I'm already on the job, man. All right, now we're gonna we're gonna switch uh gears real quick, and we're gonna jump over to the NBA, the upcoming NBA season. The question is, here's my question for you. Now, the season's supposed to start end of this month. Is there a purpose for it, honestly? Nah. Nah, all these uh, COVID cases coming up, a lot of players, and understandably so, you know, uh, are, are nervous. Um, so, you know, you, you got some marquee players that, you know, are opting out of the, uh, the restart. And I don't blame them. Um, Oladipo. Well, Victor, you know, one of them, he opted out. Kyrie, well, I don't think he intended on on playing anyway. Uh, he and KD, they both opted out. 
DeAndre Jordan, he has COVID. Um, so uh, Wilson Chandler, uh, and, and, he, and these are players from the Nets. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is the Nets. He opted out. So, you know, that's, that's, that's the Nets representation for you, for the, you know, in a nutshell. Um, yeah, man, I, th- I think, like, over the past, like, couple, you know, past week or so, like, the, like, the COVID cases have really, like, jumped up. Like, but this, the, the numbers are scary, man. They scary. Like, all these, base, you know, it's all these athletes, they, they, they getting it. But in the NBA, they really getting it. Um, the guy from the Heat, uh, Dirk Jones, the, the slam dunk champ. He got it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, nah, you know what I'm saying? Let's, you know, let's, let's stay quarantined. You know what I'm saying? Stay, stay indoors, you know, stay with your family, stay quarantined. Let's, you know what I'm saying? Wait for these scientists to come up with a uh, vaccine. They're, I mean, they're going to come up with one. They're going to come up with one. Um, and how, how long is it going to take? You know, that's, you got to let them, you know, do their job. But as far as the, the season go, nah, man, scrap that. Scrap it. I think I think and and I'm a LeBron fan. I, I think this this kind of benefits him. The only I team that can it. stop them. Yeah. Only team that only two teams that can stop them at this point are the Clips and the Bucks. But other than that, man, it's it's gonna be it, it should be a cakewalk for the Lakers. Uh Adding to the list of players that you you say Trevor Ariza say he's sitting out, but he's um he's sitting out not for fears of coronavirus, but he's in a custody case over his son, and if he played, it, he would miss the one month window he has to spend time with his son. So he's being uh he, he's taking the daddy role over the NBA player role, and I commend that. I mean, I, I hate that it has to be like that, but I commend it. Totally respect it. You know what I'm saying? Your your, your family comes first. And not only right. that, your kids come first. So, you know, I'm sure, you know, his his fun, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know his financial situation, but I'm sure he, he's been smart with his finances over the years. He's gotten some pretty decent contract. He'll be all right, you know. Yeah, take care, take care of the home situation. You know, try to you know, kind of get thing, get that to, you know, be swayed in your favor. But I don't blame him. Uh, uh, Avery, Brad, uh, Avery Bradley, um, he's he's sitting out. And the reason why he's sitting out is, I think, because they have a, um, he and his wife, they have a, a small child, I think like an infant or toddler. And I think they're like some existing underlying health issues. And he don't risk it. So... I took my hat off to that man. Exactly. You know I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, Davis Bertans of the Wizards, um, Willie Cauley Stein, uh, Demarcus Cousins. You know, even though he's a free agent, but he's he he passing on the chance to play for anybody in Orlando. Uh, Oladipo. Now, what I heard is he was sitting out for more to. Uh, rehab than anything. He want to finish his rehab. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I I just saw that. Um, and I, I again, I, I think that's smart as well. I think this this restart thing. This is this is the uh, 
Uh, I'm, I'm kind of tempted to call the call it the LeBron Invitational, but you know, I'm gonna see. If I'm, you know, I'm gonna see what happens. You know what I'm saying? But it's only person I keep hearing that's chirping and been training extra hard and and is COVID free is LeBron, and he he's ready. Well, hey, might you be know, we, already. We talked about it earlier about different players that you know are not human. I don't think LeBron's human. <laughs> so let's just put yeah. that there. Uh, Tabo Cephalosha of the Rockets said he's sitting out, but I mean he's 36, averaging 2.2 game points a game, 10 minutes. So the Rockets say they're going to sign Luke Mbamute to replace him. Oh wow! So you know, play, they, they, what they're doing is players are saying they're going to sit They already got players in mind. That's why the Lakers signed J.R. Smith. Yeah, got that's... Players in mind. go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying they got players in mind. That's all. Mm-hmm. So it's always a, a backup to the plane. Oh, you don't want to play? Fine. But I don't think they don't tell me I'm, it's of my own free will for me not to play. Right. But then, you know, it feel like kind of sort of okay, you're going on with it. Don't make it feel like you're forcing me to play. Mm hmm. And that's how that's the the vibe I get. Yeah, I agree. I like um, speaking of force. I think the Lakers are low key trying to force Dwight Howard to play. I don't think he wants to play, but uh, I know the GM and then the, the Bus family, um, and even I don't not sure if it was LeBron, but I know Anthony Davis have been, you know, trying to reach him and trying to persuade him to like make that trip down to Orlando so they can play so he can play I'm sorry so I mean like it's this this is a serious situation man like you can't it was you know what I'm saying again it's the the, uh, the LeBron invitation like come on you know we're trying to get LeBron his fourth uh, you can get your first that's the selling point yeah Help LeBron get his fourth, but you can get one too. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like Diana Ross and the Supremes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you know what I'm like, like I, I love that analogy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, ah, man, like this, this is a serious pandemic going on. Like, man, let people right. make their choice in their own free will, man. You know? Now, now you know, one thing we would love more than anything is to have sports back. You know that that's our business. That's what we do here. We talk about sports, but right now, at this present point, um, sports is the least of our worries because you got to think about it. If and we'll talk about it a little later, but if the cases are the confirmed cases are rising every day, uh, we need to think about that because. Some people are not going to make it, and then you're losing true fans. Right. Like we we got to think about that as a whole. And now this other thing that they came up with that I just seen like a couple of days ago because I've been kind of on some other stuff trying to do some, you know, lock down some other things. But a second NBA bubble in Chicago for non-playoff teams. What is the point? Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. Um, so I, I guess that's that's the the Timberwolves, like Carl Anthony Town, Towns, 
and, 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 you know, my prayers go out to him and his family, you know, his mom, you know, she succumbed to a cold, you know what I'm saying? Um, coronavirus, uh, some months ago, I don't see him playing. Um, that's, that's, that's going to be, that, that might be like a D league situation of that, you know, they might call up, it might be a lot of call ups. Go like Golden State, Steph Curry. Steph Curry won't be playing in that. Uh Clay Thompson, I think his his uh ACL is healed, but he won't be playing in that. Like it's no point. You're gonna get a trophy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a participation trophy. Yeah, like Draymond. Draymond's not gonna play in it. I know Draymond, he has a, a small, small child at home. Um Yeah, that they I, I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen at all. If so, it's gonna be a lot of uh was a G League call ups mm-hmm. for those spots because a lot, a lot of those players they gonna they gonna opt out. But here's here's my problem: you do a second bubble, you still got the first bubble. You do the second bubble. There's no point for non playoff teams to continue to play. Number one, right? What is the what is the need for the second bubble? The first the need for the first bubble in the first place because this is extenuating circumstances. This is a pandemic. This is something where you don't really need to be interact. I don't care how much testing you're doing. You can't control who's every who everybody is around. Right. And you got these guys being around each other. Who who's to say which player is asymptomatic and they infect somebody else that's not and then they take it home or wherever, and then they wind up infecting somebody else, and they infect somebody else because they don't know they have it. Yep. You got to think about things like that. Yeah. And then, and uh, as, go ahead. No, no, no. As much as I love NBA basketball, as much as I love basketball, period, I don't want to see nobody put their health at risk just for me to be entertained. Right. I agree, man. I, I think, well, with, with with these coronavirus cases, like really on a rise, but it's it's like it's this is worse than uh, round one. Good God, it's worse. Um, like they they reporting like forty thousand cases like daily. I think you know if this continues within the next two days, not a week, next two days. You might want to look at scrapping the season, man. I like I I know they were trying to um not only LeBron but uh Zion. They were trying to capitalize off of him, you know, I think he he dropped some weight and he added some, you know, muscle mass, you know, muscle mass uh to his frame. Um so they say he's a lot quicker and you know, you know, the the whole nine. Um man, you know, let let just Ah man, just I I think you just just put this season to 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 bed, man. You know, just like the NCAA did with the college basketball. My thing is, and I, I said this when I really started looking at Zion, because you know I'm not gonna fake. I wasn't a big fan of his, because it's like all he does is dump. Show me, you know, and then I started seeing more from from the post game and everything. But I said once he gets in the gym. And he loses because he's gonna have he's young, he's gonna have baby fat. Once he loses the baby fat and he tones up, 
he is going to be a force to be reckoned with. And I, I seen him more. Everybody says LeBron. I seen him more as a smaller version of Carl Malone, a shorter version of Carl Malone. Well, what is what is Zion? Six what? Six eight? Yeah. Okay, just to end short, because Carl Malone was six nine. So, but if he develops a jumper, because I'm just a little mid range, nothing nothing bad, but mid range, but he can still put the ball on the floor. That's Carl Malone 2.0. Because Carl Malone could put the ball on the floor and get to the rack, and he got to the line. Yeah. And but he could also shoot a jumper. Give him a give him a good point guard that he can run pick and roll off of. It's over. Mm-hmm. You you might as well go ahead and just say, hey, you keep doing that on a consistent basis. And you, you do it for let's say 20 years. Go ahead and put that man in the Hall of on the Hall of Fame already. Yeah, I'm agreeing. So but this whole coronavirus, COVID nineteen, whatever you want to call it, it is affecting all of sports. Um there's a report thirty one MLB players tested positive for coronavirus in their first round of tests. Thirty one. And their season is supposed to start on what the twenty third of July, twenty third or twenty fourth. That's when their season supposed to start. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm just I'm I'm with numbers like that alone. Your first round of tests is thirty one. It's not a very big percentage, but I agree with you. Shut it down. Scrap the season. Yeah. And just let it be. That's yeah. just my thought. Right. You know, at this at this point, man, it's just it's pointless. Has the NHL came out and said anything? I haven't heard anything from them. No, they haven't. Um, I know I know they were trying to work on a restart as well, but um uh, you know, again, just like the NBA and all these other, you know, the other major sport leagues, uh, you know, there have been a lot of uh, positive uh, COVID cases that have um, materialized over the last couple weeks. So, you know, I don't, I haven't even, um, I don't know, they haven't even really said anything as of late about their restart date. I know that there was uh, the the intent to restart but um as far as like when you know they they haven't really announced anything. well i think about it like this and we talked about uh the nationals the other night and them being able to defend their title it's going to happen but you know you can't they can't be they can't not be champs until they're knocked off. So, right. but I, I then I think about the caps, and we really don't have uh, much time left for Ovi. Mm-hmm. Ovi's gonna retire soon, and I, that's what I think about. I think about one more run for Ovi. That's all I think about is that one more run for Ovi. Yeah, and yeah. How is I'm he- afraid we're not gonna get it. What is Ovi is 30, 36? 
Ooh, yeah. It's, it's... But, you know, hockey players can play until they're 45. Yeah. So, yeah. Let, me, let me double check that. The great eight. Uh, oh, no, Obi's 34. Oh, okay. But All right. He he got a good two three years left at prime years. Mm-hmm. Prime years. That's that's what I'm talking about. I mean, he can keep it going. He could be a, a Washington Capital till he's fifty. Right. Uh, but I'm talking prime years where he's just not flashes, but he's always on. So I I say two to three years left in his prime, and I just. I think about things like that, you know, maybe having a year shaved, shaved off his prime. But uh, before you, you put that, I guess you got to put health first. I ain't no guess. You have to put health first. Right. So, um, well, uh, was that everything on the list? <laughs> Turn uh, think, let me check. I think it was. I it was just a, a small laundry list of, of, of items. That's it. Um Yep, yeah, that was it. Well, I got one thing one thing to say, but before I say that one thing, um I gotta give a shout out to you, good sir. Oh man, bro. Okay, appreciate it. Number one for putting together this show tonight. Uh, just, hey, I'm honored to be on with you. So number one, I want to give you a shout out for that. Number two. Man, appreciate your, it. Oh, no problem. Your weekly contribution with the push on a Saturday night WrestleManiacs. That right there. And I, like, I know for a fact I say, okay, if we can record this Saturday, by the time I wake up Sunday morning, the push is going to be done. The only time I know it's not going to be done is you had a late night, some things got in the way, but I know you you jump right on it. And that consistency, that right there. And uh, I, I I really wish, I thought about it, like if, if it could have worked out the way that I wanted to. And we all could have been free. We should have did at least a two-hour show, which is nothing but love for the Undertaker. That's one thing that I did want to do, but I couldn't get to it because of uh, being busy. But oh, hey, man, shout out to you. I appreciate it, man, and it, it, it's no no problem at all, man. And you know, enjoy, you know, what I'm saying, doing what I do for, you know, as far as like my contributions to the push and to the, you know, the uh, WrestleManiacs, man, you know, my brothers, man, you know. Uh, and we do appreciate it a lot. Now, one thing I want to get to, uh, one thing that's not, that's kind of, I'll say insignificant because it, it's, <laughs> it's not, um, it's not big just yet, but it's going to be in the next couple of days. Everybody will see it that hasn't seen it. Uh, first thing is Asante Samuel, former DB for New England, uh, Philadelphia. He asked the question, why is Daryl Green considered an all-time great? He only had 54 interceptions in 19 years. 
And I'm oh, the first thing I could think of when I read that tweet. Now I don't follow him, so somebody retweeted it and and said I think I found the dumbest tweet on Twitter. Yeah. And I agree. Everybody they shredded him in his mentions. And Daryl Green was the epitome of lockdown. Everybody talk about Deion Sanders, but Daryl Green wasn't afraid to tackle. And if you did catch the ball and you were a fast receiver such as uh, a jerk, you were a fast running back such as Eric Dickerson, Tony Dorsett, you had to worry about Daryl Green catching you from behind. Mm-hmm. So him saying 54 interceptions in 19 years and then basically said that he was a nickelback his whole career. No, 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 no. He was a number one for 17 out of 20 years. Right. So I'm going to need Asante Samuel to watch his mouth when you're talking about a legend saying that just because I'm a Redskins fan. I'm saying that as a football fan. If I'm wrong, please, from Broncos country, tell me if I'm wrong. No, nah, that's 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 uh that's 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 the 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 gospel. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the truth. Okay. There you have yeah. it. Now, second. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, nah, there's no room for no Daryl Green disrespect. This dude used to like flag people down, man. Like, nah, we're not gonna do that. Not in 2020 or any year. Period. One thing that you could always guarantee Daryl Green's secret to longevity and his speed, Tootsie Rolls. Always mm. kept a Tootsie Roll in his sock. Now, secondly, on a more serious note, uh, Aubrey Huff put out a tweet towards um, Colin Kaepernick yesterday. Now, Colin Kaepernick made a tweet about... Um, the 4th of July. And Colin Kaepernick's tweet. Black people have been de- dehumanized, brutalized, criminalized, terrorized by America for centuries and are expected to join in your commemoration of independence. While you enslaved our ancestors, we reject your celebration of white supremacy and look forward to liberation for all. That was Colin Kaepernick's tweet. So paraphrasing what Aubrey Huff said is basically America's the freest country in the world for you to do whatever you want to do and how dare you say something like that and you probably tweeted this from your mansion then everybody went nine years back and dug up a tweet from 2011 where Colin Kaepernick said happy fourth to everybody Oh, well, you, you were okay celebrating the 4th of July when Obama was in office. But see, here's the misconception. It, first to Aubrey Huff, it doesn't matter if he tweeted it from his mansion, from his gold-plated toilet, from his throne. It doesn't matter. Just because you've, you know, and some people made it, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, does that mean you stop fighting for those that haven't or are trying or still in the struggle? Right. It doesn't end. See, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. If, if 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 I'm going up the ladder and I make it to the top, instead of me sitting there and say, you know what, let me light the ladder on fire, I need to get down 
and reach my hand back and pull the next man up so I can get him. And then he pulls the next man up and then we keep pulling people up. It, that's what it is. You get up one rung, I reach back, I pull you up run, one rung. Not because, oh, well, I don't want you to uh, be on my level and do it. No, no, no. I need you right beside me because we can be a force if we're all on the same level. Right, I agree. So, Aubrey Huff, you way off base with that. To all of you that pulled up the tweets from 2011, you act like people are not allowed to learn. You're not allowed to 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 be enlightened. And once upon a time, even myself, I once celebrated the 4th of July. I, I don't anymore. And people think, oh, you celebrate Juneteenth because it's hot. No, I've been celebrating Juneteenth for the last five years. Right. So we all have been looking at history through the way it was taught. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I've always learned is you have to look at the pa- at the pages and find the meaning behind the words. You have to look in the words because it's a lot of words that ain't on that page and a lot of stories that I had to hear firsthand that right. probably make a lot of people cry. So to say that, oh, you once celebrated the 4th of July, we once celebrated Columbus Day too. Your point being? Yeah, exactly. Stop acting like people can't wake up and, and and figure out the things that they did in the past were wrong. All right, amen to that, brother. Uh, I don't I, see. I, I really wanted to like talk about sit down, knife and fork, and really dig in. Mm-hmm. But, but I said, no, I better, I, I better kind of sort of chill a little bit. <laughs> Oh, man. If I don't, it's going to go way left. Right. We're going to be getting all kinds of calls from the FCC. <laughs> yeah, we don't need that. But, uh, hey, well, see, see, I haven't, you haven't been on for, mm-hmm. uh, you haven't been on, you weren't on for DC Sports Rundown or WrestleMania. You contributed your part, but you weren't on live. So one thing that we've been we've been saying for the last this will be the third show. And this has been our running theme. Uh of course, wherever you listen to us at, that's where you can hear us at. But more importantly, uh arrest Brianna Taylor's killers. Yeah, yeah. So and every I try to tweet that out every day because it may not be trending anymore, but don't think we forgot. No, never forgotten. Never so, forgotten. We, we're going to keep, you know, keep the fight going for that young lady, man. Well, I guess that's all our time. Uh, you know what? I say we come back later on in the week. And I don't know. We we can we can pull something out later on. We I'm sure something's going to happen. Yeah, good cool. that we can talk about. Of course. So that, that's Delonte. I'm KG. We are two of your sideline junkies. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Peace. <laughs>